Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I am your host of the MBA Insider Podcast and founder of MBA Schooled. And today I'm excited because I have Donna Bauman with me. Donna is a senior MBA admissions consultant with Stratus Admissions, um, and she also previously um, worked in MBA admissions at a number of different schools. But in addition to uh, working as an admissions consultant, um, it's, I'm excited and um, um, happy to hear that Donna was actually recently featured in Poets and Quants um, admissions consultants uh, review, where um, she was featured because she actually had a perfect score for client satisfaction from the clients that have worked with her, which really speaks to um, the, her ability to really work with MBA applicants to help them tell their stories and receive positive outcomes in the MBA admissions process. And today, Donna and I are going to talk just about that. We're going to talk a little bit about how do you tell a compelling story, uh, your compelling story, in a way that resonates with the admissions committee uh, and gets you into your dream school. And I'm really excited because not only has Donna um, done this with many uh, applicants in the past, but she also has um, some unique skills in terms of storytelling. And I'm excited that she's going to share them uh, with all of us. Um, so first off, Donna, thank you so much for coming on the MBA Insider Podcast. And maybe just to start, would you mind just giving just a brief background and maybe talk a little bit about how you got started in the MBA admissions consulting arena? Sure. Thanks, Al. It's, it's great to be with you today. So in a lot of ways, I was, I guess I was naturally drawn to admissions consulting without really even, well before it was, it was even anything that existed. Um, you know, when I first got out of undergrad and I went to UNC, from UNC Kinnebago, and when I was working in New York, I started in, with Morgan Stanley in banking, um, actually in an information systems analyst program. And pretty quickly into that, I realized that wasn't the best fit for me. And so I pivoted and, and actually sort of figured out how to, you know, transition those skills into, um, into advertising and marketing. So I, I did that um, early career pivot, went to business school. Uh, I have a background also in advertising and marketing. And so that storytelling, telling a brand story, um, is something that's part of my background. And then when I was out of business school after Kellogg, where I got my MBA, I found myself um, back in North Carolina and had uh, a couple of different roles at Keenan Flagler's business school, first in the undergraduate business program, where I really enjoyed working with people early in their career and helping them, you know, sort of um, get ready for their first job and helping them understand their strengths. Um, and then after that, when I had children, I was looking for something with a little more flexibility. So I transitioned to admissions at UNC Keenan Flagler. And that's the only place that I ever did MBA admissions. And one year turned into five years, turned into 15 years, um, and found that I really enjoyed the MBA admissions space. And then just a, about five years ago was looking for, um, a different challenge. And actually, as, as often happens, 
it, it wasn't even, I, I basically was talking to some of my, a, a career advisor at Kellogg about what would be the next good step for me. And I became introduced to some people that work at um, Stratus Admissions and had several conversations with the people there. And without really even interviewing, um, found myself being offered um, a chance to go join Stratus. And I thought, well, let me try it for a year or so, and maybe I'll go back to admissions. Um, but five years, uh, I'm, I'm finding that I'm really enjoying the role that I'm in. That's great to hear. And it's great that you're enjoying being in this side of the arena. As, and in addition to obviously having served within an admissions office in an MBA program, and maybe that's a good place to start. You have the unique vantage point of being able to see both sides in terms of your previous experience at UNC Keenan Flagler, but also in terms of being an admissions consultant now. And I'm wondering, what are some of the common challenges you've seen applicants struggle with, you know, and, you know, knowing that you, you kind of see it from both sides, right? In terms of having read the file when it came in the door, but also now being on the other side and working with students as they're going through that process. Yeah. So one of the things when I first started, it, it really, I think it's interesting to have both sides perspective. And I think it gives you a great deal of empathy because when you're reading so many essays on the admission side, you, you can sometimes forget um, just how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into it on the applicant side. So I have great empathy for people going through this process. I know that it's super stressful. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, in the role that I'm in, I try to uh, be a lightning rod for that and let people know, you know, you can dump it on me. You don't have to, you know, burden your spouse or your friends with, you know, second guessing, you know, all the different things that go through this process. You know, you can sort of have someone to help you. But um, that that is something. So I have a lot of empathy. In terms of challenges, you know, I think it's everybody feels... Uh, I think a little bit of imposter syndrome, like, you know, am I really good enough to, to even be trying to do this? And so uh, as a coach, a lot of times it's, you know, just helping someone believe in themselves. Uh, so that's something I think a lot of people, to be honest, don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Right. And I think that learning how to, or they have some ideas, but they're trying to decide between different ideas. So helping people, um, you know, think about and do some career planning on the front end. And really when you do that, that helps the business school um, too. It helps the school because they want candidates that have really thought through what it is that they really need from business school. Um, but that's a common, you know, challenge that people have is ju it's just sort of starting to do that early career planning. Um, you know, just juggling all the demands, especially what's happened in the last year. You know, you've got people worried about their job. They're worrying about taking testing, if they can even get into testing. Um, you know, how can they stand out or feel like they're telling their story? So I think those are all, um, you know, challenges. I think people sometimes spend too much time stressing about what they think the admissions team wants to hear instead of really just trying to own their story and figure out who they are and tell that story. Yeah. And I think the last point you just made up is one I, I've definitely heard a lot of and can see a lot of in terms of what you said about tr telling the story of what a prospective candidate thinks 
the admissions committee wants to hear versus telling the story that is their own. And as a follow-up question, would love to know how, how, when you work with candidates, how do you help them sort through that, right? How do you help them get over uh, uh, that, that hump of wanting to tell a story they think other people want to hear versus telling the story that is uniquely theirs. Right. So, well, one of the things, so I, at Stratus Admissions, and one of the reasons I, when I decided to go to the admissions side, I didn't want to do it just on my own because I actually love being part of a collaborative team. And at Stratus, all of our admissions consultants have MBAs from top programs and we collaborate along the way. Um, and so I think it's, um, actually go back and tell me, ask me that last part of the question again, because I want to make sure I'm, I'm focusing in. Yeah, no, I would just love to know how you help candidates sort through being able to tell the story that is theirs versus uh, fighting against trying to tell the story they think an admissions, uh, admissions director wants to hear or wants to see. Right. So, so that's, so in terms of the stratus being very collaborative, it's nice because we also, we bounce ideas and we help our clients, you know, admissions is not, decisions aren't made by one person. So it's really nice when you're kind of getting some coaching to have different people's perspectives, but it's, it's really getting people to basically feel like, you know, they help them ask them questions about, you know, what's important to you. When, when did you feel like you came alive? Um, so in the front end of this, it's really asking a lot of questions and not having preconceived notions about what the answer should be, right? So getting people to find out, you know, what really, when, where were the places in your jobs where you felt magic was happening, where, you know, you weren't even thinking about time and space, you just were in your zone. What was it about some of those experiences you know, that, that really made that happen for you? And then helping candidates to get in touch with that story, um, one of the things that I did during the this pandemic time, if you will, um, of having extra time is I did, I uh, invested in a storytelling training facilitation. So I, I just got uh, trained as a leadership story lab, story facilitation trainer. And in that, it's helped me to really, when I'm, especially initially with clients, ask more questions, just ask more questions at the front end. And also... Um, ask them questions like, what did, you know, what did the audience, like, what am I feeling? What kind of feelings do I have when I listen to your story? So a lot of times when people are on the admission, when you're on the candidate side, people get su excited, sometimes super excited about a certain story. Like I want to tell this story because it makes me feel good. And, and sometimes it's like cathartic, right. To, to tell this story, but one of the things that I've really become more aware of from, um, from this leadership story lab training, which um, was actually a Kellogg alum, Esther Choi, um, who, who did that training, um, is that it doesn't matter so much how you feel telling the story. It's how the person listening to the story feels. So you really have to keep in mind the audience of the admissions team and how are they going to feel when you tell that story? So it might be satisfying to tell this story about why you're, you were in this horribly frustrating situation where your boss was terrible and, and you know, you couldn't, um, 
uh, you know, that there was nothing you could do in this situation. But how does that make the admissions team feel when they read a story like that? It, it might make them feel like, oh, is he throwing his team under the bus? You know, so, so that's something that's really important too, is thinking about how do you feel? Um, I also ask my clients, you know, like I'm looking for what surprised me. Is there something that surprised me in this story so that it's not um, just a boring story? So for example, a boring story is, you know, I was great. I did all these things and I'm even greater, right? That's not exciting. Or this horrible thing happened to me and then this other horrible thing happened to me and then this other horrible thing happened. And the next thing you know, it just sounds like a therapy session. So what makes a good story is movement of, you know, something happened and then, you know, a new challenge came and how did you work through that challenge to kind of get to a satisfying end? I think those are all really great elements of ways to tell a story, particularly within an MBA application. And so thank you for sharing that. And I love the, 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 the types of questions that you ask candidates. Cause I do think that in particular questions are a great way to unlock and uncover elements of stories that bring out an even deeper meaning and, and in ways that resonate with someone who's reading it. Mm-hmm. But would love to maybe even just go take a step back for a second. Why does storytelling matter in the admissions process? You know, what, what, you know, the, the questions that you're asking to me are really important, but why, you know, what, what, what is the benefit of being able to tell that good story when you're putting together that application? Right. So storytelling matters because people, you know, saying you want to be a consultant, all right. It's just common that, that has in itself no great meaning or attachment or something that could move someone to action, right? But if you humanize yourself and you tell, you help someone understand that it was because, you know, um, you saw some things that happened in the environment and well, all the things that are happening right now in California, fires when there shouldn't be fires and all that and helps you to, to, to listener or the, the absorber of that story to understand why you want to make the world better by, you know, maybe having more companies have sustainability as part of their uh, business practices. Now I'm, I'm aligned with you as a human, and it's not just another person in the consulting box, but it's you, Al, that I'm trying to help. And it's not just your story, but you're attaching yourself to some bigger mission, which is, listen, the climate in this in this world is a mess. <laughs> we don't have to, you just have to look at your door to see it, right? And if your story becomes aligned to a bigger story that's not just you, and the admissions team can feel that it's organic and natural to your story, then you aren't just um, another person on a page, but you have, uh, you know, you have a whole team of people cheering for you. And, and when the real magic happens is they're so excited about your story that they, I'm not going to say they forget to notice your test scores or they forget to notice your grades, but, but there's this larger driver where those other things become less important. Thank you for that. And I think that's a really great way to unpack the benefit and importance of storytelling. And I, you know, I, I look at it also just from a, when, and you would probably know this better than I would having sat as an admissions director, but when you're an admissions director, I presume one of the things that you are thinking about is who are we bringing into this class and, and how is this diverse group of students going to uh, 
um, interact with each other or help each other or engage in the community, right? And if you're just simply just talking about yourself as a consultant or yourself as a marketer, you're potentially selling yourself short in terms of being able to help them understand what you bring to the table that's going to add a lot of meaningful value to your classmates or to the school that you're going to or, or how um, by having you and by admitting you, um, the school is going to be even better. And so, you know, to the degree that you can bring out some of those other elements besides just what your role is now or what you want to be, which are important, but, you know, in terms of knowing your background and, and certainly knowing your career aspirations, but really digging into that, that certainly helps an admissions committee figure out, you know, um, exactly like how does this person how are we going to be better for having this person? And, and what are the exciting ways that this person's going to be able to, to contribute to the, to this school, uh, to this class? Right. Yeah. You know, so Sherry Wallace was probably the, um, she was the admissions director that I worked under the whole time that I was at Keenan Flagler. And I believe she was probably uh, the yeah. admissions director for your class. I learned so much about admissions from her. I mean, she did is amazing person. Uh, I still consider yep. her a mentor and mm -hmm. someone I to this day, but you know, she had, um, she was very interested in, again, how is this person going to, you know, add value to a class? How is this person going to, um, you know, keep, keep moving forward on certain initiatives that were important to create a more inclusive environment to, mm -hmm. you know, advance, um, uh, you know, create a community that is inclusive, that, uh, you know, challenges everyone to be their best. So yes, I think it's important that you try to let, you, you know, admissions see more of who you are. Um, this, this is, and this kind of reminds me of a, uh, something that I've just started using this summer from, um, from Esther Choi with Leadership Story Lab, which is an amazing resource. Um, and it's about sort of concentric circles and trying to get when you're telling stories, so when you think about the, there's an outer circle, okay, on that outer circle, it's things like your credentials or, you know, what you do. And that's interesting, right? And obviously it's in your resume. It's, you can find it on LinkedIn. You can find all these things. So it's not, it's valuable, but it's not super valuable because it's pretty easy to find. So admissions can find those kinds of things, what you do on your resume, look you up LinkedIn, you know recommenders will say something um, where you start getting warmer is you get deeper into that circle. And the next level is more like, um, you know, what is your competence? Uh, how good are you? What do you do? Like, so how do you do, you know, let's say you're, you're in private equity. How do you, you know, source deals? How do you analyze deals? How do you um, communicate? Um, what are the credentials? What awards have you won? What have your promotions been? And again, that's interesting. And that comes out more in the essays and it also comes out in the resume resume. But again, it's, it, it's not, um, it's not something that needs to be super uncovered. It comes out naturally, but what doesn't always come out, and this is sort of the sweet spot and the thing that you're really trying to get. So when you think about looking at your overall application for people that are out there that are in the process right now, ask yourself when I've done all my essay questions and when I've, you know, put everything in my short answers, have I hit some of that sweet spot in the bullseye, which is why do you do what you do? And sort of what is your character? What truly drives you? And that's what this storytelling piece gets at. Um, 
Esther did an article in, I think it was in Forbes um, recently about this. And it was when Jeff Bezos went and testified before Congress over the summer, he did not start out with all the accomplishments of Amazon or, you know, all the things that they did. What he started out with was a story about his parents and his upbringing and sort of overcoming obstacles and tried to give a glimpse into who he was. And I think tried to humanize what has become sort of this monolithic, you know, um, like large entity that is permeating pretty much every aspect of our lives lately. Um, but so that was a great example of how storytelling matters, you know, not just in MBA admissions, but it matters in any kind of business influencing. No, thank you for that. And thank you for bringing up the Amazon example. I, I think that's a, uh, that's a really great reference. And I remember both that testimony as well as the article that you're mentioning. And Amazon has always been good at using words and ways to connect with people. Just going back to things like their leadership principles, but also if you read any of their letters to shareholders that they put in their 10K every year, um, there's always lots of really um, interesting things that that are in there. And to your point, I mean, there's there's also some really good um, really good science as to why stories are are so effective, right? In terms of you know a lot of what we know from the research shows that um, you know are in many ways um, are you know, our brains and in a lot of ways are just drawn to story in terms of um, the certain um, chemicals that kind of emit from just hearing, um, you know, the stories that are out there and that exist. And so, um, you know, you know, when we, we, uh, we, you know, we look at things like um, uh, occasionally like the cortisol and the dopamine that kind of come from just us listening to stories and things like that. And so there's even just some science behind why we're drawn to stories just as human beings. And, 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 you know, just knowing that uh, I think it makes it even more apparent as to why it's important in any context, but in particular, when you're trying to stand out in the admissions process, why storytelling um, is so important. So I think that you've, you've, you've hit on why it's important. We hit on why it matters. Um, you know, you work again, you work with lots of students or prospective students and soon to be MBA students. And, I'm curious, um, could you maybe talk uh, through, you know, when you're working with someone, you know, the types of things that you would do with them to kind of help them um, better think about how they tell that unique story and how they bring out all those amazing qualities within them, you know, in their application? Sure. So, so as I was alluding to in, in our Stratus process, we, we, when we first start working with a client, we actually just ask them to tell us a bunch of stories. So we have kind of a structured process that we take people through um, and, and just kind of, uh, ask them to tell a lot of stories and it might seem very random, like why, you know, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that these stories are going to be the stories that their applications are about, but what we're trying to do is uncover what is it that is your secret sauce, if you will, like, what is it about maybe key themes that you have that you want to, that are really important that you want to make sure you cover or just things about you. And, and sometimes those uncover really interesting stories that do in fact um, make it into, you know, someone's application, maybe as an opening story to inform why you're interested in healthcare, you know, maybe, or what, you know, something like that. So we do that. And then again, it's, it's just a series along the way of, um, you know, again, asking people, um, you know, what matters to them. Um, You know, there's, there's, there's also a process in the beginning of just 
getting people to think about, you know, well, what are some different career paths that you could go down? So we do a little bit of a modified kind of quick design thinking exercise with people where we let them like, here's a couple of different paths that you could try out. Let's think about, you know, how would your life look if you started, if you, you know, did path career path A after your MBA versus B or C and talk about maybe what would be some of the pros and cons of each of those. And once all of that is set and it's actually time to start looking at the, the questions, um, you know, then it's really, okay, how can you tell a story that again, it has, um, you know, intriguing is, is, you know, something about it is intriguing. So, you know, to start out an essay with just, I want to be, um, you know, a management consultant is, is you know, it, it may check the box of giving the, the school the information, but it's not really memorable, but it becomes more interesting, you know, if you share perhaps some kind of anecdote or something that informs, again, why that is uniquely yours. And I think it's Stanford admissions. There's something on maybe hearing one of their, their admissions director talk about this at some point, or um, it may have been on their website, but it's the idea that when you finish your application and some schools, you know, their questions lead more to this than others. Some schools um, don't give you as much room, but if you feel like at the end of it, that if someone saw your application on a photocopier, assuming back in the days when there was a photocopier or whatever, um, and they read it, you would feel a little vulnerable. Like you'd shared a little, like you'd feel a little bit vulnerable that you'd shared so much about yourself. Um, so it's kind of that uh, feeling like you've, you know, you've really opened up. And sometimes when I'm having conversations with someone, like I'll sense that there's something there, like, um, you know, well, I went through this difficult childhood and, but they don't say what the difficult childhood is. And, and it's not that you want to go down like some, you know, all kind into all of it, but, but sometimes giving enough detail to show that maybe someone really went through a very difficult childhood. Maybe they're, you know, single parent household, maybe they, uh, you know, uh, had a lot of financial challenges and without it, this is the art of it without dwelling on all of that. If, if you, if the admissions committee knows in the context, Hey, my success of graduating from college, my success of actually even, um, you know, going to college, given that I'm the first in my family to go to college. If, if some of that comes out, it, it just helps to put in perspective, maybe even how much more significant your accomplishments are. So it's, it's, it's sort of trying to help people own their stories. Sometimes people I think are embarrassed about, mm -hmm their, their story. I, I actually remember listening to a podcast you did with a woman, a very impressive woman from Harvard business school and feeling like she was hiding or didn't really want to own some of the challenges that she faced, uh, you know, growing up and, and then realized, wait, but that's some of that is part of what is who that's who I am. And it's part of my strength now to say that I've been able to overcome that. So I think that some of, sometimes those stories are important, but again, it's, it's, it's delicate because you don't want to um, dwell in like something bad that happened to you, but you want to, if it's part of your story, figure out a way to have it be known without wallowing in it, if that makes sense. No, I think that makes a ton of sense. And thank you for bringing up uh, my podcast interview with Amy Hernandez. She has an amazing story. Uh, we'll make sure we link that one in the show notes because her journey to Harvard was a fantastic one. And, and definitely she, she was able to tell her 
very unique story in a really compelling way, um, which is why she got into HBS. But I think you made, I think those are all really good points. And I think one of the other things and, and why I do think there's a lot of you know value, if I may say so myself, in working with an admissions consultant or someone like you is that sometimes the, the questions that you are highlighting are the, all the great questions to ask. But sometimes I think as individuals, we take for granted the stories about us because we may not necessarily always see them in the same light as others might. And so being able to work like someone like an admissions consultant, or if you don't you know, have one, just being able to work with a mentor or a friend, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times when you're trying to pull out those unique things, they may not always seem unique, but having someone else who can objectively look at them and look at them in perhaps a different light can sometimes help you see some of those unique parts of yourself or some things that will really resonate in an essay or in an interview or, or what have you. But sometimes on first glance and first thought, you know, I can think of a you know, number of things that to me may not necessarily seem as like the most revolutionary thing ever or the most unique thing ever, but perhaps to someone else, they actually might seem pretty unique. And so having that um, someone like yourself or, or someone else or a mentor or friend to be able to ask some of those questions with you to pull those out, I think there can be a lot of value, a lot of value in that. Right. And, and, and I also, I think, can be valuable, even irrespective of the admissions decision. So sure, know, the, the journey to making a transition to the next phase of your career, where, you know, an MBA program is maybe part of that, the bridge to that. At the end of it, if you know yourself better, um, there is value. I remember one time I worked with a guy and we did this, a lot of these, you know, had these conversations early on and he ended up deciding after having all these conversations that he really didn't want to get an MBA. He realized he didn't need an MBA and he ended up applying to a depth psycho- a graduate program in depth psychology. And then we ended up transitioning and I helped him um, apply successfully. So, you know, I think, it, but think about that. It, I consider that as much of a success as anything else, because, you know, if he wasn't going to be happier, really, you know, doing some intense thinking on the front end helped him realize that maybe that the MBA wasn't the right degree for him and saved him all that money and time. Um, and, you know, he was able to redirect and kind of move forward to what he felt really more called to, um, you know, that's valuable too. So people sometimes, I, I also try to encourage people, you know, not necessarily to get so attached to a particular outcome. Uh, you know, so if you don't get it into X school that you really wanted, uh, you know, if you understand what you want more deeply and you find it somewhere else, that is still success. Certainly. Certainly. So I, I think that's great advice. And, and, I, and I love that story that you mentioned about the individual who you worked with who decided to apply to another program and not an MBA program because you're right. This is a reflection process and sometimes can yield to learning a lot about yourself that can lead to other outcomes. And there's a lot of value in that. I am curious can you give maybe an example of someone you've worked with who, you know, in the end, the end was able to do a really great job of having their unique story come out either in the application or just in, in, in the interview process? Yeah. So I'm thinking of a particular guy I worked with a few years ago. And I think uh, in some ways his story was a little bit like Amy's in that um, he had a lot of challenges growing up and I don't think he appreciated how much he had accomplished just to even get to the table, you know, and, and this is where sometimes like uh, there were some challenges in his, um, the, the schools that he went to. So he went to a couple of different schools, but it turns out in part, 
he had to leave certain schools because he didn't have enough money. So he kept having to like, you know, like leave schools because he couldn't afford to keep paying. Um, he had to take extra courses. Like I think he had to load up to the maximum number, like maybe, you know, 19 or more courses in a semester. Well, if you do that, you're probably not going to have the same kind of grades as if you take, you know, 12 hours. So just, and, and not that you're making excuses for not doing well, but if you're able to give the admissions committee some context of the reason, you know, maybe like I had to take a lot of courses and that's, I, it was more important to me to not have to pay another semester than it was to worry about whether I had a, you know, a, a three, seven or just a three O or something like that. So helping people to maybe even understand that that is, um, you know, that shows a lot of strength and a lot of determination to keep figuring out and work with the best that you have. And uh, this particular guy, his test scores were not particularly strong, but there was something super compelling about all of the things, the odds that he had overcome and how he kept, you know, knocked down, got back up one more time and him getting a full ride scholarship to um, top 20 business school in large part, I think because of, his job of giving the, just letting admissions in to see his real story, um, yes. you know, is, is, is super powerful. And, um, you know, he's already graduated and, um, you know, has started his full-time post MBA career. And I really feel like for him, this MBA experience was like this transformative. And that's, that's the other thing that super, that excites me is I love, you know, watching the American dream play out for people so mm -hmm. that um, maybe the next generation, uh, this particular guy's, neither of his parents went to college, you know, so for him to be able to uh, graduate from a top MBA program and really catapult his family into the next, you know, into this next level that I, I, I love seeing stories like that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and that, uh, I think that's a great way to make that story come alive and come out. And it's great that he had such a positive outcome. Okay. So what, what, what advice do you have for those MBA applicants out there who are going through this process? You know, they're trying to employ some of the things you're, you're espousing, but kind of come back with like, look, like I'm not, I'm not unique, right? Like there's a lot of candidates like me who are applying, like I'm not unique. You know, what kind of advice do you have for them to maybe overcome that challenge of trying to figure of knowing that they, they want to stand out, but just not really sure how to start by telling that story. Well, I, I will say, I mean, so everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And I think the magic happens for each person when they, when they try to get in touch with that unique story so that if someone looked at your essay and your name wasn't on it, you know, it would be impossible for someone, you know, in some way to not be able to connect it back to you specifically. And, and, and I guess that that's the challenge. And, and again, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So it, it's not to at all dismiss that it's not, it's a difficult process, but it starts when you stop trying to put yourself in the box that you think someone wants to hear. And really from being on the admissions side and being in meetings where admissions decisions were made and, and in some cases making them myself, you know, I, I know that it's not like most schools are saying, Oh, we really, you know, you know, we, well, we just hit our, you know, 300th consultant. So we can't 
you know, we simply, it's, it's not like they, I mean, there's obviously some, you don't want a whole class of just one particular field, but it's really, as long as whatever you say you want to do is realistic and makes sense in the context of your story, you know, you're going to have a fair shake, I think, at it. So you shouldn't be worrying so much about, you know, um, am I going to knock myself out? Now, you definitely want to, this is, you have a reality check. So for example, if you were a teacher and you say, and you've never showed any interest in finance, and then you go in and you say you're, you know, my, my short-term goal is to transition to work in private equity, you know, investing in education companies. That may be a little bit of an alarm bell for an admissions team because they're going to say, gee, I don't know if we can help that person make such a big transition right off the gates. You know, so so having some self-awareness, but as long as your goal, maybe there's going to be a two-step process for that person to make that, you know, but as long as you, your career goal is realistic, like given what you've been doing and you can leverage, whether it's industry or functional experience or, or some kind of expertise that helps build a bridge with the MBA to that post MBA goal. As long as you do that, it really isn't like there's one right answer. You know, there's nothing inherently better about saying that you want to work, um, you know, in finance than in marketing or in consulting or something like that. So it's it, maybe that it, that would be a message I would try to encourage to tell people is is not so much to think about what they like that there's some right answer. I mean, I see people really debating, <laughs> going back and forth about that so much. And I think it's more, you know, really thinking about what I, for what I know at this moment in time, this is the path I'm taking. And the schools know full well that once you get into your MBA program and you become more exposed in different classes and you meet more people or you get involved in certain clubs, that your interest very well could change, but at least, you know, you're doing this effort at this moment in time to, to show the school that you've started to think about this because the MBA, as you know, goes so fast, you don't have time to sort of ponder things by, you know, the lake, for, <laughs> right? <laughs> you've got, you've really got to take action. Um, so. No, that's great. Donna, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing all of this great insight about uh, the MBA application process, as well as how to go about telling the right story. Uh, so I would love to know um, if our listeners are interested maybe in learning a little bit more about what you do or, or the work that you do and how you work with MBA applicants, where should they go or where, where can they find you? Sure. So um, Stratus Admissions is the name of the consulting firm that I work with. So stratusadmissions.com. And um, we actually have some free, there's a I believe there's an events tab. And so you can look and we do free webinars so people can listen in on, um, we've got some upcoming webinars about sort of managing the round two, um, you know, admissions process and things you need to be thinking about. Um, we have some webinars about storytelling. Um, so things like that. We also will do a free consultation with anyone who just wants to spend, you know, 30 minutes with any of the counselors. So you can look me up from that link or one of my colleagues and really in that, we're, our goal is not to sell you anything, but just simply to answer whatever questions you have. And, um, you know, it, then if someone wants to know more about how we do consulting, they can. But that's also just a great opportunity to get kind of a gut check on, you know, anything about your story or ask any questions that you'd like. Great. 
Donna, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It's been, it's been great having you and thank you for sharing your, all of your insights and knowledge. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Hi everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA insider podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.